Welcome to Culture Bites, where we take culture theory and turn it into everyday insights. We're powered by Human Synergistics, and our mission is to change the world one organization at a time. We can only do that together with our amazing community, so thank you for listening. Afternoon, Corinne. <laughs> Good afternoon, Dom. Thanks for joining me again. Today I want to talk about, so we've talked about team development in past episodes and so on. What I want to focus on today, though, was on the group styles inventory specifically. So that's the diagnostic we have for teams mm. and team behavior. And partly why I wanted to talk about it is teams obviously super important. Mm. The other part is a lot of our network, if you're accredited in the lifestyles inventory, you're actually also accredited in the group styles inventory. And a lot of people don't even realize that or, or don't take full advantage of that. Totally. We've had a lot of people, when they come back for a recall or a PD event, they're surprised to learn that they're actually able to use the GSI, which is the group styles inventory. And it's, you know, it's a fantastic tool. Oh. Uh, one of the questions that we often get from people is, what do you do after somebody's done an LSI? Well, one of the great ways to maintain momentum is to ju- introduce the GSI as a way of helping leaders, especially intact teams, track their their team charters and their ability to actually stay constructive. Mm. And so, I mean, the the other thing I've seen that used for is in culture rollouts mm. as well is mm. the other great way. It's a great way to get the language and the understanding of the behaviors out there. Yeah. Everyone talking about it. So what would be awesome, Corinne, is, is talking about, well, how do you use it? So mm. if, if someone's might be accredited in it, but maybe it was years ago and they don't really remember, what's some kind of like practical tips? How would you approach it? What would you use it for? Yeah. So I'm going to talk about the GSI. And we've got two forms that you can do the GSI. One is a paper-based version. The other one's a real-time technological-based version. So I'm just mm. going to talk about the process generally. So GSI can be used for all sorts of purposes, but primarily it's to be used when a team has done something together. Uh So it could be they've done a team building activity. Often people are most familiar with a team doing a GSI after they've done a survival simulation, Uh which is when practitioners first come across it. Now, the value of using something like a survival simulation rather than a real business issue is that it's a good way to introduce the idea of the circumplex and ways of behaving if you're doing culture work or if you're starting to do some an introduction to individual work or if you want to teach problem-solving skills. Uh, Group problem-solving. And group problem-solving skills and effective decision-making. So what a simulation does is to take content knowledge out of play so that people can just really look at the Uh. process that the team's using. And gotcha. so you'd run a survival sim and then you would run a GSI and you'd use um, the GSI as a way of getting people to look at how did we work through that problem? What did we do well? Did we get stuck at any point? At what point did we get stuck? What could we have done differently? To what extent did we involve everybody in the discussion? Mm. So it can be used just as a way of introducing people to team group problem solving. It can be used as just a way of looking at problem solving. Mm. So that's the first way that people probably in our practitioner community would have been introduced to GSI. That's what we do in accreditation. It's what we do in accreditation. Now, the other ways that you can use GSI is I use it a lot when I'm working with teams and with leadership teams. So initially, 
when working with a leadership team that's wanting to become more effective, Mm. you can use the GSI after the team has met as a normal team meeting. Right. Or maybe use it after they've discussed an important business so, issue. So we're getting together to agree budgets or something for the yeah. next year. Yeah. Something contentious. Yeah. How do <laughs> how do we go? Yeah. And then do the GSI as a basis of evaluating how effective we were discussing that particular issue. When I use it with the team, it's usually because we've got a team program that we're, you know, the team wants is a new team and they want to become high-performing team quickly, Mm. you know, cohesively. Mm. So we'll use it as a way of identifying current state in terms of where they're at at the moment and use it as a reflective tool. Okay, so, you know, how effective do you think that discussion was? What did you, where do you think the team spent most of its time Mm. in terms of the circumplex? So you can debrief it and then show it and use the circumplex as a way of actually helping the team process what worked well and what needed work. So you could do it as a team development process. If I'm doing it in a team development program and I'm working with a team over several workshops, then I would also use it, you could use it as a pulse check. So if you're a, an internal practitioner, so you're working within an organisation and you've had a, an intact or even, you know, yeah, an intact team of leaders go through individual LSIs, a good way of bringing that insight as a team together is to run a GSI and to encourage them to look at how they thought about the team and how they showed up. So you get them to use their LSI 1 and their LSI 2 data and use it as a a way of thinking about how did it influence who who they were being in that team. And we, yeah, because we often do it in combination with individual development during team development as well, especially with executive teams, leadership teams. I know we just released the episode recently was on the team development pyramid. Yeah. So I was in here with DB Mm. and the first level of the pyramid is there is an iron team and it's it's yourself and your own mindset and how you show up and that's that individual piece. Yeah. And then the GSI is looking at some of the team dynamics and behaviours that when we get together as a group, how yeah. do we interact? And it's really interesting from a cultural point of view. So um, one of the things that I've seen happen with clients often where we're working on culture and we're, we're doing a number of things and we might be, they might have gone through an individual LSI mm. as, as a leadership initiative addressing cultural issues. Mm. And what they've, what's the GSI has been fantastic for is to show how the culture plays out Mm. So they've had their culture data, they've seen a circumplex version of the culture, and then when we put them into a GSI activity, say on the back of a simulation or another problem, a business problem solving, mm-hmm. that's the point at which the aha happens mm. and suddenly the culture circumplex, they see it, they see it mm. you know, and they can make the connection. And that's a fantastic moment because in that moment, you've got culture, team and individual come together. Mm. They know what they were thinking. They know how their thinking shaped what the team saw and they've experienced the team dynamic. Mm. And there have been occasions where that's been the most powerful and quickest impact for people to understand 
how the culture plays out on a day-to-day level affecting them. Yeah, I love it. And I, I know I've, I've used it with teams and what was great was part of it was just A, just having that conversation mm. and B was having that conversation with some data to speak to. Yeah. Because I think it's really hard if you just get a team together and you're like, now let's talk about how we work together. It's hard because a lot of those patterns are embedded mm. and so on. You know, it may be that there's certain elephants in the room that we don't want to talk about, all that sort of stuff. When some you, of it may be unconscious. Sorry, Dom. Some of it yeah. may be unconscious. Yeah. But when it's there and it's up on the wall and this is our view of the team, you know, what stands out mm. and they'll, you know, maybe there's an extension here or there. And it just starts that conversation mm. and it gives people permission to have that conversation because it's not about lobbing a hand grenade in anyone's direction. It's just mm. talking about how we perform as a team. Yeah. And it's also about what I like about why I think it's effective is that it gets the conversation to focus on the the process, how mm. we how we have our meetings, how we discuss this problem versus being a, a moral judgment about, mm. you know, you're trying to trip me up because you said da-da-da. Well, we're not talking about mm. that. We're talking about patterns of styles of behaving that have been created in the group. Mm. We've all got our fingerprints on that. And so I think what it does is it helps people to talk about some of the difficult issues because it gets people questioning and discussing around reflecting on patterns of behavior mm. versus playing you the individual. This. You yeah. did this, blame and shame. Which is what can happen if you've got nothing to talk to. That's just like, well, Corinne, you always come in here and you do yeah. this and that. Yeah, whereas this is slightly higher. This is how I experience the group. When I offer... And I'm trying to suggest ideas. I feel like we shoot them down rather than explore yeah, ideas yeah. or whatever it may and be. And sometimes if you're a practitioner and you've got an LSI mat, one of the great things to do is just before you debrief the GSI is to say to everybody, get them to fill out the GSI. But before you score it up, get people to stand up and say, okay, looking at the circumplex on the floor here, where would you say the team spent most time, task or people? Mm. satisfaction or security. Mm. So you can you can warm the team up to having the discussion that you'd like it to have. Where did you think from the cluster point of view that we spent most of our time? And then it's still, it's having a great conversation, but it's warming them up with something that gets them to think together about, oh, I felt it was really competitive. Mm. Oh, yeah, me too. Or what? And so you can get them to start thinking about it and then once you've warmed that up, you can get them to score up their GSI mm. and they've already had a bit of discussion around right, it. So the ball's already rolling. Correct, mm. yeah. And so what, what's your view on, so we get the team view, we put everyone together, what's your view on the team view versus the individual view mm. of the team? Mm. You mean where there's an individual profile? Yeah, So because I fill out the GSI on how I experience mm. the group, right, mm. which may be different than you experience mm. the group. We've had um, great conversations and this is where um, it really does help to have a practitioner where one of the first steps I get people to do is to have a discussion around comparing and contrasting their individual views. How is Uh. it similar? How is it different? Talk about what the differences might be a result of. You know, what are the similarities? What do you agree on and what were the points of differences? Uh. Without necessarily needing to come to a conclusion or solve Uh. a problem, but it's just really sharing the experience of what that was like. 
And often if the climate is safe enough, people will say, wow, I didn't realise that you were Mm. feeling that you'd gone, you know, you felt the impact of the team was to drive avoidance. You didn't feel like you could come forward. It wasn't Mm. my intention. So you can get that kind of discussion going. So I think the individual versus team sort of, you know, my profile versus yours is important. I think the other thing that it does is to show people that we all have a different experience. So Uh. S plus T equals R. Uh. Okay. So even though the situation or the stimulus on the face of it might be exactly the same, we've all done a business discussion or we've done a simulation, we've all done a GSI, it's our thinking that changes what that feels like. And so I think when you compare individual profiles, people get a sense of not everybody's the same as me and I can be become a bit more aware to understand that if I'm enjoying a debate and, you know, we're doing I really like the argy-bargy, that other people might be uncomfortable by that. Uh, so I think it enables people to have that discussion. Yeah, because I've seen that before where one person or some people experience the group as quite a, a bit aggressive, right? Yeah. And then other people, those people maybe experience the group as being quite passive. Yeah. Because they're like, well, you know, like, let's get into it. And these people are sitting back and stuff. So it's interesting coming up with that. So, okay, how do we, I guess, swing both upwards to mm. constructive? Yeah, um, and I call that leveling up. Yeah. Okay, so... I might have found it aggressive, but you might have thought it was fun. Yeah. You know? So how do we level up, get to a common base between us that we can both agree on? And the trick there is to make sure that you don't think I'm overreacting because Mm. I didn't think it was fun, Mm. you know? And so Mm. it gives the opportunity to increase empathy and Mm. understanding between different styles and preferences in terms of how we show up to teams. And it also gives people, teams, a chance to identify, okay, I didn't realise, so what could we do differently to, you know, make sure that next time everybody feels they've had a say and we have listened to it as a team. So it allows the team to negotiate some new ways of working. Yeah, it's a it's a really handy tool and I think it's underutilised. Totally. And, you know, like I said at the start, if you're accredited in, in the LSI here in Australia, you're also accredited in the GSI because they were combined. So, you know, if you're feeling rusty or, you know, want to brush up on it or whatever, I know we are running a bunch of professional development events. We are, for- yeah. And we've got um, a number of PD events just on using the GSI. Mm. It's a fabulous tool because it might be, it, it can allow you, say, for example, you'd like to do an LSI, a bigger piece of work in the organisation, you don't think it's the right time. The GSI is a fantastic way of actually introducing some of the behavioural concepts and having fun with it as well if you do a simulation. Mm. So it's a good introductory activity. And so come along to the PD events. We've got a lot of resources as well online. Check into that and, of course, give us a call. Yeah, absolutely. So we've got a whole calendar there, so check it out. It's in the portal. Yeah, and hope to see you at uh, an event soon. Likewise. See you soon. See ya. Thanks for listening to this episode of Culture Bites. If you enjoy the show, remember to subscribe on iTunes, Stitcher, SoundCloud, or wherever you get your podcasts. Also, leave us a review. It helps other people to find the show. If you have a question you'd like us to answer, 
Email podcast at human-synergistics.com.au. We'd love to answer it. This podcast is copyrighted by Human Synergistics Australia. All rights reserved. To learn more about what we do, visit human-synergistics.com.au. Thank you.